Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. I can't get comfortable. I'm sorry. You ever sit that? You sit down and you're like, my shirt? I sat on my shirt weird. Anyway, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, as well as Blake Street Tavern. Again, they're at 23rd and Blake in downtown. They're their final days. The doors close after this as of April 9th. That is their last day. And you got to go down there, check them out. I'm going to be down there for Rocky's opening day. So stop by, say hi to them. If you see me, I'll be wearing my DeHuff Uncensored shirt. I'm going to be doing videos downtown for Rocky's opening day. So make sure you say hi. Don't be afraid to say hi. And and overreact when you see me because I'm going to be with Kip Wilson. And I think it drives him nuts when I get recognized and he doesn't. Okay? Just be like, oh, my God, DeHuff, I want to have your babies. I'll be like, sir. Go talk to your wife, and then we'll we'll talk later, okay? <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks to 18... My wife's going to hate that joke. 1876 Apparel, thank you guys so much for joining up with the podcast. They're a Colorado company. We decided to join forces, so click on the link that's in the description below. Check out some of their cool Colorado gear and just merch in general. They just have a lot of cool stuff, stickers, T-shirts, hats, whiskey glasses, all that good stuff. But when you buy from the DeHuff Picks link, a portion of that goes back to me. So you're helping two companies, two Colorado companies, with only a couple clicks. So do that. Also, I got to tell you, before we get into the headlines today, which, by the way, I got some AI shit that's going on that is just mind-blowing. And I have an interview with, with AI. And I never thought that this would happen. But here we are. It's happening. And it's kind of disturbing. Kind of disturbing. Before we get in the headlines, I finally got a chance to watch Cocaine Bear. And I got to be honest, guys, it's a great fucking movie. Hilarious. Gory, but hilarious. If you like the movie Zombieland, it's it's essentially the same type of movie. A lot of blood and gore, but it's funny. And bravo to them, because as silly as it was, I wanted more. I was hoping the movie would go on for another 30 minutes or so. That's a pretty rare thing nowadays. So definitely worth watching. Definitely not made for kids. You're a horrible parent if you let your kids, I don't know, accidentally walk into the room and they're like, hey, what are you watching? And we're like, it's cocaine bear. And next thing you know, somebody's head gets blown off. And then we're like, shit, 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 get out of here. (laughs) Not saying that happened but I'm also saying it may have. Fuck. <laughs> it's like, oh, God, I'm, I am a horrible parent. It's fine. They're not damaged too much. <laughs> too much. We've all done that type of shit. We were like, this movie's not that bad. We tried to let our kids watch, <laughs> what was it? Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Sit down, turn it on. Within, like, Five, ten minutes, he's getting a blowjob from some prostitute at the police station. We're like, okay, we're not ready for you to watch this, kid. (laughs) He's like, what? He's just swinging around. (laughs) A couple of years, you can watch it, no problem. I'm trying to protect my babies, okay? Put them in a bubble. (laughs) You know what we need to do? Something that's not in a bubble. Headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. 
Now, you probably saw this, especially if you follow me on social media at DeHuff Podcast, but there was a proposal at a Dodgers game that went awry, I guess you could say. Ricardo Juarez jumped out onto the outfield at Dodger Stadium. He said it w- it looked so easy to do, so he's like, why the fuck not? I'm planning on proposing to her. Let's make it memorable. Well, he did. Runs out, I don't know, maybe 20 feet, turns around and looks towards his girlfriend. He's on bended knee, and he has the ring in his hand. And next thing you know, he just gets trucked by a, a Dodger Stadium security guy. It was epic. And when I watched it, I'm like, holy shit, you got what you deserve, dude. Don't jump out onto the field and expect not to get leveled. You are breaking the law. Okay? Read the fine print of your, your ticket. I'm sure it says it on there. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just saying, read the fine print and use common sense. Don't do that. Now, circling back to Ricardo. He was cited by the L.A. police, but he was released. He says he's sore, and he was anticipating but by the next day that he'd be really feeling the hit. But he doesn't care. He's like, I would do it again. He did it for love. He was blinded by love. Love makes you do stupid things, like jump out onto a baseball field and get leveled by a guy that, Used to play high school football, third string linebacker, okay? Trying to relive his glory days that weren't really glory days, though he tells his kids they were. He later proposed to his his girlfriend, Stephanie Gutierrez, near a Motel 8 on Sunset Boulevard, and she said yes. So congratulations. They will remember this forever, and I hope, I hope they stay together forever because the stories that they can tell their kids and their grandkids will be epic because by the time he and her have uh, grandchildren, that story's going to be blown up even more. Be like, I was fighting off like five fucking security guards and I was on my knee and I punched one right in the throat and he just starts going. Aah! And then I was like, fuck it. And I, and I look at your grandmother, grandmother dead in the eye, and I was like, will you fucking marry me? And she's like, fuck yeah, I will. And then, and then I hopped on a motorcycle that just happened to be parked out in outfield, and then we rode off into the sense, sunset. The kids are like, wow, that's great. <laughs> you know we have internet, right? Internet's still a thing, Grandpa. Anyway, so uh, Juarez has been banned from all Dodgers games for at least one year. What do you guys think of this? It's a public proposal, which I tend to frown upon. I really frown upon when people break the rules, like jumping out onto a field and expecting nothing to happen. Now, that being said, according to everything I've read, Ricardo isn't like mad at the security people. Now... I'll get to these to the people that are mad at the security people here in a second. Here's my first thing. I tweeted this out. I said, I hope she said no, because I hate public proposals, but I really hate when people break the rules. So I was really hoping she'd say no, but she loves him and good for them. Good for them. Melinda responded to the video on Twitter and said, this had me dying. He got tackled for real, man. Sheesh, they weren't messing around. 
No freaking kidding. Find the video that I posted or somebody else has posted it, I'm sure, too. And watch the dude's head. It is a clean fucking tackle. Clean tackle. Was it necessary? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a security guy. But holy shit. Jay Diddy on Twitter wrote, well-deserved. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Exactly. Josh S. wrote, what a jackass. Now, he could have been responding to me, but I don't think he was. I think he was responding to the guy proposing, Ricardo. So he shouldn't have done it. But was it necessary for the security guard to go, you know, ballistic and level the dude? He could have gently, I, I say gently, like he could have caressed him slowly, rocked him down like bodyguard style, like, you know, the, he has that Whitney Houston song blaring in the background in his mind, and he could have cradled him down. Here's the thing. When you watch the video, this is where I side with the people that are anti the security guy. If you watch the video, he goes, he runs out onto the field, he stops, he turns around, he takes a knee. There's roughly three seconds-ish before the security guy makes it into the scene and, and levels him. You're telling me that the security guy couldn't have pulled up a little bit and not leveled him as hard? I think the guy, the, the security guy is just sitting there going, fuck, I'm bored out of my goddamn mind. All I do is stand around all day out here, and holy shit, we got some action. And then my wife doesn't love me. I, I'm just making this up. Don't I don't need anybody. My wife does too love me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm joking, you fuck. My wife doesn't love me. My kids don't respect me. Here I am, you know, at a boring fucking job. And boom, there's some action. Now I got to release all my anger <laughs> onto this guy trying to project love and happiness. Fuck him. Also, I was I I should have got a shot in high school for a linebacker, okay? I should have. Just didn't work out. <laughs> Coach had it in for me the whole time. He could have pulled back. He didn't necessarily need to to level the guy. But that being said, would it <laughs> is it the end of the world? No. No. All this is doing is there's two things that are happening at the same time. One, when you when you see this on social media and it goes viral like that, is it is encouraging people to do more of it as far as getting onto the field and doing stupid shit like that. You see that with streakers. You see that with protesters. You now see it with proposals. So you have that side of what what the consequence of this is. The other consequence is you're going to have more security people, which you see it a lot with streakers and, and protesters, is you see uh, security people just wanting to take their shot. They know cameras are on them. If it's a football game, a rugby game especially, they're going to really try to lay the wood. These these uh, security guys, you know, they're just all fucking jacked up on, on Mountain Dew. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I'll come at you like a spider monkey. And he did. So here's the problem. With the, the viralness of this video, what's going to happen is it's going to encourage more. Even though, and I'm, I'm guilty for helping spread, 
spread the word of it. So with the security leveling them like he did, that's going to encourage other security guys that are just, you know, they're, they never made it to law enforcement or whatever, and they're trying to prove a point. It's going to encourage them to be like, I, I want my five seconds of fame so I can be on SportsCenter, so I can be a viral video as well. So it's going to encourage that. And it's also, despite this guy getting just trucked, it's also going to encourage more people to go out onto the field and do silly stuff like this because everybody has a camera. Even though the TV cameras cut away for the most part on, on these things, there's so many people in the stands that have access to cameras, and they're all fairly good cameras now, that you're going to be a sensation. So it, it, it's a problem. Did the security guy overstep some boundaries? Probably, probably. According to B. Poole on Twitter, he says, I hope the security guard is charged with assault. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. Now, when I originally responded to B. Poole, I was, I was, I was really siding with the security people. The more I, I think about it, I, I, I can see your point where security oversteps some boundaries. But that being said, I don't see secu- I don't see assault charges being being pressed. You broke the rules, and the security was in charge of protecting those rules and protecting everybody around because you don't, I guess, essentially know what the guy was doing. Even though I say that motherfucker was down on one knee holding a box with a ring in it. I mean, you kind of have an idea what he did. Did you think there was a laser in there? And he's going to start going, mm, now it's time to laser beam everyone. Beep, 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 beep. Do you think, is that is that the, the defense of the security guy? <laughs> he's like, listen, have you all seen Austin Powers when those sharks had laser beams on their head? I thought that's what it was. Only the laser beam was in the box with the ring in it. <laughs> like, sir, you're you're not very smart, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm done, wrote on Twitter. I hate proposals like this, but that was totally uncalled for. God damn it. And, and it, it bugs me because I, I'm starting to lean towards that. I, I think it's all a wash, whereas the guy fucked up by going out onto the field, played a stupid game, and the stupid prize was the security guard, security guard trying to prove that he's a man and he should have been selected to the local police force. He, they, And then he just levels the dude. Those all cancel each other out. It's a mute point. Nobody cares anymore type of thing. Broncos Leaf wrote, or Life wrote, I hope they pay the man. Let this be a lesson to other thugster security slash law enforcement pricks. I get it. But I think this is more of, if you're looking at it from the security perspective, it's a guy that... I'm guessing. I don't know all the details about this. Most likely, he's not an off-duty police officer. Most likely, he is a security guy that was hired, and he doesn't get to see much action. He probably hasn't. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of assuming here. He probably hasn't been able to make it to a law enforcement, and he probably has a little bit of anger issues. And what does he do? He takes it out on this guy. Because he finally got some fucking action. And like I said, kids don't respect me. Wife's a fucking bitch to me. Man. Listen, I'm just making assumptions about it. 
I don't know who the security guy is. I don't know his story, but it's just fun to speculate. It is. Will we ever get full information on this? No, because I think ultimately we're all going to move on from it. It is funny, though. It is funny. But it is a good example of just because you're in position of authority doesn't mean you get the right to go out there and level somebody. It's interesting. It's a very good debate. Because honestly, the more I think about it, the more I am torn. Don't break the rules. And you're less likely to get in trouble. That being said, if you're enforcing the rules, you still need to be respectable and handle things appropriately. We don't need to get into any more of that, but it's very interesting. The dude broke the law. Don't break the law. He started, he started it. Come on. Oh my God. What a, what a bizarre situation. She said, yes, they seem to be happy. Hopefully they stay together forever. But, Really, ultimately, what bothers me about this is public proposals. Don't fucking do public proposals anymore. All you're doing is pressuring your significant other to say yes. That's my opinion. I don't care. Don't care. If you've been part of a public proposal, whether you witnessed it or you were the one being proposed to or you proposed to somebody uh, publicly, let me know. DeHuffUncensored.gmail.com or at podcast. I want to know how it went down, and are you guys still together, or are they still together? Let me know. I am just fascinated by that because I wasn't, I didn't do it. My proposal was shit. <laughs> but let me know, dehuffuncensored at gmail.com or at dehuffpodcast. Pretty crazy, pretty crazy stuff. This is wild that I just saw. The T-Rex. If you're a fan of dinosaurs, this is interesting. If you have young kids, this is interesting. If you're trying to pick up, you know, somebody at the office, this is good coffee talk, I guess, or cooler talk. Evidence suggests that instead of a mouthful of fangs sticking out like a crocodile's, the giant predator T-Rex had lips that actually covered its teeth whenever the mouth was closed. This would cause its head to look more like a lizard than the iconic T-Rex face that has been used in media for decades. If you just imagine the Komodo dragon scaled up with a, like a five-foot-long skull, it's not going to look much different from something like a T-Rex. That's according to one of the authors of the study, University of Portsmouth, Dr. Mark Witten. The Komodo dragon, native to Indonesia is the largest lizard alive today. So that's a good comparison, good thing to look at. Now, to find answers about the T-Rex's true appearance, this is what scientists did. They studied a tooth from the dinosaur and found it largely free from the type of wear and tear that would have shown if it had been constantly on the outside or consistently on the outside of the mouth while the T-Rex had been alive. No animals can repair or replace worn an animal and yet the thin enamel of a t uh, tyrannosaurus remains intact even though some retained their teeth well over a year that's according to dr witten so since there was no wear and tear on these teeth they're saying it was protected by the lips the interior of the mouth so there you go 
We've been living a fucking lie. Way to go, Jurassic World and Jurassic Park. My childhood was meaningless. <laughs> Way to go, man. T-Rex actually looked like a Komodo dragon as far as his face goes. Bizarre. Bizarre. Now I want to see an actual, you know, character, like somebody draw it up. Uh, somebody that's good at art. I want to see them make this and, and show it to me. And it's going to piss me off and be like, fuck. Chris Pratt, I hope you're aware of this. <sighs> Got to redo all the movies. Redo them all. That's so that's so crazy, the shit that they, that they can learn. Oh, my God, I love that. that uh, water cooler talk. Tell me if that doesn't help you pick up Carol from accounting. Okay, you sit there, you go, hey, I don't know if you know this. And then you pull up a, a picture of T-Rex from Jurassic Park. And then you pull up a picture of a Komodo dragon and be like, his head actually looks more like the Komodo dragon in real life. And I'll tell you why. See, wear and tear on the teeth, blah, 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 yada, 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 yada. Next thing you know, they're married, having babies. And the first baby's name, Dahuff. You're welcome. I do my part to bring people together. That's <laughs> what I do. You're welcome. And we got more coming your way, including... Something with AI that is just mind-blowing, and we really all need to listen up to this. And I actually sit down and talk to AI and get responses for them uh, from AI. And, and I've, I've got to be honest, it was <laughs> kind of disturbing, kind of disturbing. That's coming up next. But first, baseball is back, and the push for the postseason is on for hockey and hoops. So make it all count this spring with Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports Colorado is the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. Don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you've got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Can't wait for the men in McKinnon to hit the ice. We have you covered at the Blake Street Tavern with the NHL Center Ice Package and ESPN Plus. Guarantee you a seat with sound for every game. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. I think I'm getting sick, and it's driving me fucking nuts. My throat is getting sore. And I'm hoping it's just like a mental thing, right? You know, my wife, she's like, I don't feel that good. And I'm wondering, like, am I, a, what is that, a hypochondriac where I just, if somebody's like, yeah, my balls itch all the time. And I'm like, my balls itch all the time too. Oh my God. I'm wondering if it's the same type of thing. Cause my wife's like, yeah, my throat's kind of sore. And uh, you know, who's that way? Mark Mosier. I don't know if he still is, but the last time I worked with him, he's, he's the voice of the Colorado Avalanche amazing talent, one of the best I've ever worked with. But he's a bit of a hypochondriac. You can tell him I said that. I love him to pieces. Nobody, I, I got to be honest, he's one of my favorite people to work with. But <laughs> I could say, ooh, do you smell that? It smells like gas. It smells like that gas that will make your body itch. I swear to fucking God, guess what he'd start doing? He'd start itching, itching, itching. He'd be like, I'm, Scotty, I'm itchy. <laughs> All right, AI, should artificial intelligence be shut down or at least paused? Well, the reason why I brought this up 
was there was a I don't even know what this is called, but it, it but this guy wrote up a big old paper on this. Uh, Eliezer Yodaskowski, and I screwed that up and I forgot how to pronounce his name, but I apologize. But he wrote a, a paper. Elon Musk, Apple's co-founder Steve Wozniak, also agreed with this and signed a petition that that we should at least try to sh- uh, uh, pause AI because it's getting a little out of hand. Now, uh, Yudakowski wrote, many research- researchers steeped in these issues, including, my sp- including myself, expect that the most likely result of building a super humanity, super humanly smart AI under anything remotely like the current circumstances is that literally everyone on earth will die. AI does not care for us nor for sentient life in general. And we're far from instilling those kinds of principles in tech at present. He suggested a ban that is indefinite and worldwide, with no exceptions for governments or militaries. Since OpenAI launched its chatbot ChatGPT in November, it has become the fastest-growing consumer app in Internet history. Google, Microsoft, and other tech giants have been competing to launch their own artificial intelligence products. It's a huge rush. Everybody, nobody wants to be left out. You got this one entity that has a a huge, you know, Joe Schmo can get their hands on it, AI. Now everybody else is like, well, we want to do it. Guess what happens when we rush work? Corners will be cut. Steps will be skipped on accident, maybe on purpose. And that's where problems can exist. Now, Henry Adjur, a an AI expert and presenter who sits on the European Advisory Council for Meta, Meta's Reality Labs, previously told Insider, uh, Business Insider, that tech firms are locked in a competitive arms race environment in an effort to be seen as first movers, which may result in concerns around ethics and safety in AI being overlooked. Exactly what I just said. You sit there and you try to rush a product, whatever it is. Even like if if you have to give a report at your job, and they're like, dude, we need that report now. And you just sit there and you just type it out real quick, and you just go, here you go, boss. It's on your desk. Okay. Guess what you probably did? You probably skipped some things, either on purpose or on accident because you're trying to rush the product out. This is very bizarre. The world we live in now. I actually downloaded the chat uh, one of the chat GBT, GPT, excuse me, uh, apps. There's there's several of them. And I asked it some questions. Now, I was going to be asking silly ones, but I couldn't think of anything. And, and I got to be honest, this is what this is <clears throat> at least the app that I got this is what it does. It gives you a very textbook type response. It doesn't give you an opinion of, of any sort, and it will tell you that. It does. I don't give it a fucking opinion. It doesn't do that. It tells you black and white. That's it. 
it just is essentially stating facts, which is scary when you involve it into other things. Now, what I did was I said, is artificial intelligence dangerous and should it be feared by the human race? This is what it said. It is important to recognize that AI is not inherently dangerous or evil. Rather, the way in which AI is developed and used determines its impact on society. Properly harnessed, AI has the potential to help solve some of the world's most pressing problems, such as climate change, disease, and poverty. However, there are legitimate concerns about the potential risks associated with AI. For example, AI systems that are not properly designed, tested, or monitored could result in unintended consequences, such as job loss, discrimination, or even physical harm. In addition, there is a risk that AI could be used to reinforce existing power imbalances or to perpetuate biases and discrimination. Overall, it is important to approach AI development and deployment with caution and care, and to consider its potential benefits and risks. While there is no need to fear AI as a technology, it is important to ensure that its development and use are guided by ethical principles and a commitment to the public good. At its core, the basic idea of AI is great. South Park did a, a great episode on AI. Uh, Dick and Boss, I believe, is what, a, what is the name of the episode. It's one of their more recent ones. And part of the episode, they actually let Chat GPT write the. It's like the last part of the the episode. It's not the full episode, I don't believe. I believe it's just the last part of it. Anyway. It, it really points out, it's like, one, we're, what we're going to be doing is we're going to lean on it so much. There's a lot of aspects of AI that, that are good, and there's a lot that are bad. The good, let's see, medical. It can just cut through the opinions and bullshit and just be like, here's the basics of what's going on, and here's what's logical. Here's what's slightly illogical, and then... You, you know, and then you can find a diagnosis and a treatment and shit like that, where it's where sometimes maybe you forget as a doctor about what's going on and maybe you overthink it. And then you realize, well, maybe the answer is a lot more simple stuff like that. I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm just throwing this shit out there and you can get an idea. So there's a lot of good things. There's AI where it could help businesses, especially small businesses anticipate what's going to happen coming up in, in their their next you know say month of work their next quarter their their next year as far as business goes and it could help uh project what's going on based on past events and, and that could be good it could be beneficial but it could also backfire and it could also segregate and be like well based on the facts and it could it could throw race into a situation when it, it is completely unnecessary. It could throw in sex where it's male versus female and be like, well, based on stats, it's like, you know, and, and, and you could miss out on a great employee or somebody could get fired. There's a lot of things that can happen with AI getting involved. And I'm not even I'm not even breaking the surface on that. So. Before I get into the Twitter poll and some reaction from this conversation, here is when I asked, could artificial intelligence be used for death and destruction? This is what AI said. There are a few ways that AI could potentially be used for negative purposes. For example, AI could be used to develop autonomous weapons that could target and attack humans without human intervention. 
such weapons could be difficult to control and could lead to unintended consequences. Another potential concern is the use of AI in cyber attacks. AI could be used to develop more sophisticated and effective malware, phishing attacks, and other forms of cyber attacks that could cause significant damage to computer systems and networks. Overall, it is important to be aware of the potential negative consequences of AI and to take steps to ensure that it is used in a responsible and ethical manner. This includes developing regulations and guidelines for the development and use of AI, as well as investing in research and development of AI that is focused on positive applications. It's just interesting to hear AI essentially pointing out the problems with AI, the potential problems. Now, if you think about it, too, it's it's spearheaded by humans. You talk about death and destruction, it's because we're putting in it into military-type situations, and that's where it could get scary. It's like, well, what's the best situation for this? Well, maybe the best situation in this war zone is for us to not just focus on the enemy, but just blow everybody up. I mean, how fucking devastating would that be? But it's looking at it from a statistical perspective and be like, well, odds are that this is the best situation. Again, not a military guy. I'm just telling you that there's going to be situations that are going to arise that are going to be like that. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, the best scenario is that we all just get blown up instead of just us focusing our forces on that. It's shit like that could, that could potentially happen. Also, AI and evolving AI is also going to affect jobs and future jobs. So I took that information, I asked a question, got the answer, copied it and pasted it into another uh, like online app, and then I had it go voice to text. That's how I did that. What's funny is the, there's there's apps out there that have actually that integrated together, so you just type it in there and it'll speak back to you. Which is troubling when you think about it. It's like then you also have speech to text so you could say something and it will actually compute it and then basically you can have a a audible conversation with ai eventually what will end up happening and it's probably as basically there on some level in some areas is it's a, here's what i'll say there's a lot of jobs out there that are at risk, whether you realize it or not. I put out a Twitter poll this morning at DeHuff Podcast, and I said, do you think AI needs to be shut down? Yes, it's dangerous. No, don't panic. And then AI is my new leader. <laughs> All right, so AI is my new leader is coming in at 13.7%. No. Don't panic. It's 17.6%. And yes, it's dangerous. It's currently at 68.6%. I have this running for 24 hours. We'll see what ends up happening with this. Uh, I'm curious to find out who, uh, if, if this flip-flops at all. Because the, the majority of people I know, they're not comfortable with AI. They're not at all. This is uh, one of the responses I got on Twitter to that poll. It comes from Easy with multiple Ys. <laughs> said, 1 million percent. It has the ability to eliminate a bulk of jobs in the U.S. 
even those that think they have have a job that won't be affected will be because now half of the U.S. has no income to financially support the companies that are left. And really, when you think about jobs, how stable is your job? Could it eventually be taken over? Remember when we talked about that chippy, that that restaurant, or it's a Chipotle in California that has that robot that makes chips. Now, obviously, that's a very low-end robotics and AI type situation, but it's the very beginning stages of of something that is able to replace somebody's job. A lot of people at Chipotle don't like to make chips. I actually liked it because it was I didn't have to deal with customers. <laughs> it's like, fuck it. Let me just fry the shit out of these uh, chips. But anyway, a lot of jobs could slowly be eliminated because you realize if I, as an engineer, as a programmer, you could modify AI and robotics. And let's look at a restaurant. You could have AI run the restaurant back of the house. Believe it's going on in uh, Japan. You don't have to have employees there. You can have robots and software making your food. There's an industry that can be taken over. And look at management in that. You really don't need them. If that's the case, all you really need is one or two people overseeing things just to make sure that nothing goes crazy. So you could eliminate thousands and thousands of jobs. You don't need an on-site manager for that. Don't think so at all. Get rid of them. Sales. Sales. Do you think that if everybody is interacting with sales, shit, man, how many times do you like like chat with, with like a, a sales rep or something like that through like Xfinity or something like that? Now, that being said, it still sucks. I had to do that the other day. And I really like to talk to an actual person. But once they figure that out and tighten that up and you can actually have a conversation that is, is a competent conversation with, with an AI entity, you don't need representatives anymore. You don't need a sales rep selling your product to other uh, companies. That, that's the thing. is like If you're a good sales rep, you can sell just about anything. But if you're looking at AI and AI is looking at the stats, it's like, it's not going to lie. Be like, I'm not going to sell you this product because this product sucks shit. There goes my podcast. <laughs> there it goes, right down the tubes. It's very hard. Look at your job and honestly look at it and go, could this be somehow through robotics and or addition of software intelligent software, could somebody do my job? Probably. It's weird because like media-based, like uh, I, I think of on-air talent and stuff like that. You can't, I don't think you could replace those because so many, so many on-air talents are, are, they have, they rely on their humor or their, their obscure opinions and like that. You, you would miss out on that. But that being said, if people who run the stations and stuff like that, you're easily replaced. Producers, you're replaced. Audio engineers, replaced. 
it's very bizarre when you think about what jobs are actually safe. If there's a job that you think is untouchable, let me know. I'd be very curious to to get a list going. And then maybe we could try to pick it apart. And that's okay. It'd be an interesting conversation. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com or at Podcast. I'm sitting here rolling around the idea of like construction. Could construction be uh, compromised by AI? Probably a lot of aspects of it. Man, I just, there's so many jobs out there. I I just, I I can't really wrap my mind about it. If you're in the medical field, what do you think about AI? Because I'm sure there's a lot of parts of where AI could help you so much, but is there parts of it that scare you? I, I, man, I don't, it's bizarre to me. It's bizarre. It's, It's a whole new world that we're walking into. And when you see people like, Elon Musk and uh, Steve Wozniak saying that we need to put the pause button at at the very least hit pause on AI because it's going to get out of hand very quickly. That's scary. It's scary. And it's, it's really frightening because you know, it's not going to happen. They could hit the pause button. We could all be like one country could go. Yeah, we're going to hit the pause button. We could have so many countries hit the pause button. All it takes is one. All it takes is one rogue country to go, no, fuck it. Or, yeah, we hit the pause button. Then in reality, they're still doing shit. And then next thing you know, it gets out of hand. If it hasn't already. It's fucking frightening to sit there and go, like this app that I got. Like you can type in anything and it will give you a fucking weird bizarre answer so black and white and once they tune that up it's going to be even scarier how quick now i'm not saying you have to download this because it it kind of freaked me out to download it but i did download chat i just searched in my my android play uh, app chat gpt it's interesting. I'll probably delete it because I really don't have any use for it other than this. Although I'm supposed to do some uh, written interviews. <laughs> and my buddy's like, you should just use that. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but it's going to make me sound so boring and basic. I'll be a basic bitch on that one. I don't know how I feel about AI. I can see the positives. But. We as a society tend to lean towards the negative, and it's really hard not to look at the negatives of AI. Looking at that Twitter poll, what was it? Only 16%, 17%, excuse me, said don't panic. Now 69.2% are saying it's dangerous. So we do need to hit the pause button on it. You look at banking, you look at medical world you look at so many industries and i think it could be replaced and a lot of people will be like no 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 you can't replace the human interaction well based on everything i've seen yeah you can with with programming if you're a coder if you're if you're somebody out there that knows how to write code and, and 
the basics of AI and how it functions, you're I would imagine you you're thinking what I'm thinking. They can program that shit. It just takes time to tweak it and to make it better and for it to learn so it can get better. It's artificial intelligence. It will learn. It's scary as shit. Scary as shit. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. By the way, if you have an idea of what should be the the state food for Colorado, let me know. What is it? Don't say green chili. Don't say green chili. Can't be green chili. Anything other than green chili, let me know. DeHuffUncensored at gmail.com or at Podcast. A little bit of a serious show because of the whole AI conversation. I get it. I get it. But it is something that we all need to think about. And as you go through your day, observe your job and other people's jobs and tell me, do you, are you starting to see it? Are you starting to see kind of like the Matrix where that shit's just like dripping down everywhere, all the code? And you're like, that could be replaced by AI. That one I don't think could. But you got to remember, it's not just the, the, the software. It's also, could that be integrated with machinery to do somebody's job don't think about the cost right now think about is it possible let me know at the huff podcast and uh the huff on at gmail.com thank you guys so much for listening i really appreciate it don't forget i'm gonna be at uh rocky's opening day this Thursday, I believe it is, at Coors Field. I'll be hanging around. I'm going to be doing on-the-street interviews. So if you see me, I'm going to be wearing my DeHuff Uncensored podcast shirt. So if you see me, flag me down. Pretend that you're you're meeting Tom Cruise and you're just so excited to see me. <laughs> it's going to piss off Kip. Kip's going to be with me. We're going to be doing some uh, interviews on the street, like I said. So it'll be a lot of fun. He gets a little weird when, I think a little bit jelly, when he sees me get recognized and he doesn't, okay? Be like, oh, you must be Skip. Call him Skip. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> great. Hey, Todd, is it? <laughs> you, you don't even get close to Kip. It's just like Tom. Todd, excuse me. That'd be hilarious. Do it. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Anyway, if you see me down there, say hello. Don't be afraid. We're gonna, we'll probably use you in a video, or at least, you know, it'd be fun to talk to you. Again, that's gonna be Rocky's opening day. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So hopefully, I can uh, see you down there. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Superbook Sports Colorado. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring the podcast, as well as Blake Street Tavern. They're at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. They're closing the doors as of April 9th. So go down there, say goodbye, and have a good time down there as well. Special thanks to 1876 Apparel. It's a Colorado company. And when you click on the link below and see all the DeHuff's picks, if you buy something under that link, DeHuff's picks, a portion of that will go back to me and go towards the podcast. And that way we can upgrade some merch here for the fan. But Click on the link and see all the cool Colorado gear that you can get courtesy of 1876 Apparel. It's two Colorado companies that you're going to support with only a couple clicks. So there you go. It's DeHuff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.